God bless the flag we all beating our chest. When it's peace, it's the same old game, the same old players, same old names. My skin is my sin. My skin is my sin. What's good, fam? How's everybody doing? Good, Sean. Oh, I'm good. I hope everybody else out there is good. That's what's up. That's what's up. Just waiting on AJ to call on in. Uh, okay. You know, just chilling, just chilling. Another good day. You know, no complaints. Yes. You know, um, and before we get started, uh, I want to make sure y'all know that you are tuned in to My Skin Is My Sin on Blog Talk Radio. From goons to gods, we welcome everyone. We only have one rule, and that's be respectful. Yes. Sound like you sound. You sound like you're going through a car wash over there, bro. You all right? Not about now. Yeah, that's much better. You know, I got the little mic on. I might have to. Uh... You know, go go take the mic off. But that, yeah, I, you know what? I think that's it. That, that's definitely it. That's what be causing all like that that air sound. You know, all right. Uh, I'll, I'll have to go with the comfort for the people. You know. Uh, oh man, the sacrifices that you make, bro. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> <laughs> In case y'all don't know, uh oh, here go AJ right here. Okay. What's going on, family? What's going on, family? How y'all feeling, man? That coffee working, huh? Uh, I'm I'm a little late. I'm a little late, my bad. So I'm only two minutes off. I guess it's coming off my pay, right? Gotcha. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You got one more time, bro. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna have to write you up. <laughs> uh oh man, I, no nap today. So actually, I didn't. I didn't even feel like taking a nap today. Just been kind of really uh bumping with these hoodies. Oh, in case you don't know, check out the, uh, my skin is my sin uh, dot com. We got some hoodies on there, some shirts on there, the whole nine. Uh, check out the groups, All Black Everything, and please support the fan page, MySkinIsMySin.com. Oh. Ah, man, got to get that all out the way. We got the chat room open. It's working this week, so, well, it's working today because it wasn't working Tuesday. And we got the event jumping off in case y'all got any questions or comments y'all want to put in there. Um, if you, you know, feel free to tag somebody. I've tagged a couple people as usual. I'm, I'm sure I missed somebody, though. And, uh, <laughs> hey, man, it ain't, it ain't easy. You know, you try to remember everybody, but, you know, my memory is not the best in the world. I barely remember what I wore yesterday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Brother Aunt tonight. Yeah. If you are not familiar, yeah. you know, he created the uh, Amin Ra Squad. So this should be an interesting conversation. Definitely. Yeah, I, 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 I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't even, yeah. Jesus, I'm just scrolling. I'm just waiting. <laughs> well, I told the call up at 
you know, because that's pretty much when things get, you know, we, we usually talk our, our little stuff, you know, for a little bit, allow people to kind of settle in, you know, get a little something to drink, you know, do what you got to do, relax for a second, you know, so you can show up fashionably late to the party. Yeah, yeah that's what we like to do, you know, everybody likes to do that. You know, get right. the bathroom out the way and all of that. I'm sitting here looking at the Melanin Monroe hoodie, though. I like that. Yeah, yeah I, like man, I, I like that. I like it myself, but I was just feeling like it would be kind of weird if I was to get one of those. You feel what I'm saying? So I guess I got to oh, get what? it for like a lady friend or something like that. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Not to wear it. Not to wear it, Jesus. <laughs> Actually, though, I did, a, I did a mock-up of one in camouflage that, would, that I would rock. It looked tough. Oh, okay. So, I mean, um, as far as the hoodies, like, what colors do you have, like, popping right now that can be ordered? Uh, Right now, we just have the Melanin Moreau one, the tan one, on the website. I have a black one with the new logo um, on it. I only have, like, four of those left. Like, they kind of went before I could even put them on the website, so I didn't even bother putting those on the website. I got some red ones coming in. Um... They were supposed to be here, you know, at the post office. So whenever they get here, those will definitely be going up on the website. And, you know, we look into uh, – because I got a couple of exclusives that, I, you know, basically me and my brother and, 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 and you know, the nuclear family. Uh, Correct. But I kind of want to do them a little bit bigger, you know. So we're just trying to, trying to look into different things and – and see what looks good, you know, what we can get, because I'd like to be, you know, sell them cheaper. It's difficult, though, man, and, and you don't find out how difficult things are. Like when people say, well, you know, Walmart got them for this price. Well, that's because Walmart is paying $2 for them. Yeah, they get them in, in such a big bulk. They can basically buy them for that much. So I, I get what you're saying. I mean, right. with in my yeah. well, in my opinion, when something is like on and the quality is very good, you know when you know what you're paying for. Like I really don't complain. Is I I can't see myself really complaining about the price. For one, because it's black owned, and for two, the quality is there. It's not like I'm just buying something that's real janky or anything of that nature and paying the arm and the leg for. It. Like the hoodie is dope because I see uh, a picture that you put up. You feel me? And um, with you with the hoodie on, and it was dope. But we're about to have a little bit of fun, real quick, because you had all shorts with Tim's. You feel me? <laughs> 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 you were walking under the bridge, like, walking under the bridge. I've seen that one. <laughs> I got to do it, man. I had to, man. I was like, my man got on shorts with Tim's. You feel me? <laughs> Oh, he had nah, man, hoodie, don't, man. Don't, don't, don't hate he my doll, man. He had another nah. He had two of them. He had two of them, though. Like, he didn't get perspectives. I'm like, look at my man getting his model on. Look at him. He had one on the porch, you know, like, yeah, I'm posting. Then he had the one walking under the bridge, like, yeah, I'm over here. I'm like, oh, okay. Hey, yeah, look at him. All right. I had to like both of them. I shared them. I shared them. I know, man. I've seen that, too, man. I cried for a moment too, bro. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it was, it was, it was <laughs> bad, but I, I, I was happy. We got it. Was, it, was, it, was, it was, don't worry. It, it, it was a gangster tear. You feel me? Like it was fighting to come up right. high. You feel me? It was one of those. You feel me? It was struggling. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. We all have gangster tears. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle 
uncooperative. Like 70 degrees here yesterday, though. I wasn't anticipating all that. Yeah, yeah man. It's like, you have to get it out there. It was yeah, like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, after, um, you know, we had the um, the Conscious Olympics and, you know, the, the uh, supporter who uh, supported the shoes was a uh, part owner of the guys. And, you know, I didn't know. I mean, I knew it. When I seen them, I was like, hold up. I know those I know those sneakers. And it wasn't until uh, we got, we knew that we was getting for the Encore that I was like, and I read it, uh, you know, I was like, hold up. Yeah. Those were the shoes that I seen at his video. He was promoting. How you feel about them? I like them. You know, they, they, they look cool. They look groovy to me. You know what I mean? Got the Africa on the side. RPG. Groovy. Yeah, seventy four. Yes, I took it back. I was I was watching some Black Panther clips today, so I'm feeling it. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Right on, brother. You sucker. You job town Yeah, man. I almost went pooty for you. I see. You you lightweight did a little bit. <laughs> it was groovy. I didn't want to say anything. Now, I, I will let people know, you know, the people that's tuned in, if you're tuning in for the first time, um, we typically just, just ramble on, talk about much or nothing for the first couple of minutes. So don't don't mind us. You know, if you, if you need to go get a drink or something, ignore us for a little bit. Brother Uncle will be on in about five, ten minutes. So, you know, but we like to chop yeah. it up and we like to in, in, enjoy each other, you know? Pause. Yeah, I mean, but- before we get past, before we get into you know the serious issues, you know you know how black folks like to congregate, joke, laugh, chill, just enjoy being around each other, their presence, you know, because it's always a celebration, you know, like these are one of the things I look forward to doing every week. Can't wait for Tuesday to come. What are we talking about? I don't know, but when Tuesday comes, we're going to get it popping. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, I'm there. Oh, we talk about skydiving. Yeah, I'm there. Oh yeah, we talk about rock. Oh yeah, I'm there. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like yes, like you know, because I love being around melanated people. I'm gonna pass on the sky skydiving though, man. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I don't even like heights. Nope, me neither. If the plane is not falling, I am not jumping. Oh yeah, definitely not. Yeah, I got, a, I got on the plane. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, no, go ahead. Get that off, because uh, this is the whole moment. Oh, yeah, because uh, I was just about to say, uh, don't laugh at me, everybody, but the first time I got on the plane was this year, and I had a window seat. Closed window. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> can you give me a shot, please? I need two of them. I'm going to sleep. Put my hood over my head, took them two shots back, and I woke up, and we was landing. I was, no, you feel me? Like, a kid that's like 13 years old that's like a professional airplane rider or something. They're just looking at movies, sitting Indian style. I'm just sitting there like, this little mug has more heart than me because I'm scared as hell right now. You feel what I'm saying? But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm not wanna... too big on height. I wanted to ask this. Uh, I, I'm not too much of the news savvy. I don't watch the news too much. But I, I was uh, you on Yahoo today, and I saw something about Ben Carson. Like, uh, uh, is he leading? Is he leading? If, 
Yeah, but fill me yeah. in a little bit. I just he, read it a, read was, a little bit. He bro. said something about the pyramids. I know he said something about the pyramids, too. Hmm. They wasn't but tuned. They, they was only tuned. for grain. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, but he, he also got a... Uh, technically, they call it like a rap song for a commercial, but it's not really too many lyrics in it. It's some guy saying something, and then, you know, they play a bunch of clips from Ben Carson, and that's like, you know supposed to get him the, the quote-unquote black vote. Oh, man, the 2016 Air I need Coons. to see that commercial. I need to see the, that. The Air, Air Coons? They had an Air Coons the, two, the, the 2016 Air Coons come in all shapes, <laughs> sizes, and colors. Listen, man, I was like, did y'all see the clip of his wife singing the national anthem? You know, I got this, I, I got this meme. Rise of the Coons, uh, Planet, uh, Planet, Rise of the Coons, you know, like Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to let me hold what it. What mean? Don't yeah. you have? Yeah, I do. I got an extensive uh, library of memes. Anybody ever want to battle, you know, just come to my You're page. like the library of Congress of memes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to battle you just to steal them. You feel me? That's just, I'm I'm going to lose, but I'm just going to steal them. You feel me? I know. <laughs> I, I, I know that that happens. You know, I, I don't. I don't, I don't. <laughs> That's all right, man. We're gonna have to do that one day, man. Have like a meme war, but that that'll be the show. I mean, I'm calling I'm on you. Out. You get you get roasted. I, I'm I'm taking you down. Mm. Why are you telling this song? He already um, has uh, a thousand memes in this mother, like Candidate said. <laughs> it's like a, a thousand, thousand memes in it. <laughs> Way more than that. Do you feel what I'm saying? I have more than that. In my, in my last song, hey, man, I, I, hung, I, I hung, hung with him for a little while. That's what I hit. He hit that second gear. He, 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 he hit that gear. And, yeah. I know we can hear everything. I let it roll, I let it roll in the beginning. I let it roll in the beginning, but then I hit the gear. No, you had to hit the drop box, man. <laughs> AJ, I don't know what you're doing over there, bro. You know we can that's hear not me. That's not me. That's not that me. You? I'm sitting. No, that's not me. Somebody put the phone in their pocket real quick. They're like, they're looking for some change, you feel me, to get put some gas on the petrol. Like, hold on. I like got 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, that's not me. Um, where to find out? Yeah, that's you, Sean. My man was sounding a little. My man was sounding a little bit like Preston for real when he was in traffic, crumbling up the, the potato chip bag. You feel what I'm saying? But that's a whole other story. Right, Preston or Zal. Zal be calling from the penitentiary. Man, Zal be calling from like six elevators at the same time, crowded ones. You right. <laughs> what the hell right. is going on? <laughs> you hear me? Shout out to you Zal. And we can hear yeah. everything in your neighborhood, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Sean, Sean must have just muted himself. He's still there though. And okay, I just let Kim know that uh, we ready for uh, brother Ankh. Whenever he is ready yeah, to call up. Yeah, we can we can we can definitely get this popping. 
And just so y'all know, because uh, I'm I'm seeing the switchboard kind of light up a little bit, uh, we do have a chat room available and open. Um, we also have an event if you want to make any questions or comments and don't necessarily want to get on air. Um, but if you do have a question or comment that you want to uh, say on air, the number is 347-855-8692, and you must press 1 to get on air. Okay. Uh, before we get brother up on the phone, uh, let's like let's have like a little recap of the show that we had Tuesday. You know, for the people that was listening and that's listening now, I think that was probably like one of the most intense shows that we had in a good way, in a good way, because that I think that's something that all of us, as far as black melanated people, know about. All of us are like many professors when we talk about music. You know what I mean? When we care about music uh, and we like particularly who we like. And these things are going to happen. It's all love. You dig what I'm saying? But I thought I thought it was really well. It was very interesting. It definitely was, man. I like the fact that we can talk about anything. Definitely. But uh, what definitely. I'm going to do now is, uh, Sean, are you with us, man? All right. I think Sean has, has muted himself. So what uh, I do right want to do. You got me? Oh, yeah. Well, let's look. You know what? Um, go ahead and let's jump off into uh, Brother Aunt's bio right quick. Oh, you want to jump off into it? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if y'all don't know about him, I mean, uh, should. But he's, uh, he's put in a lot of work. Uh, all right, you know. Okay, family. You know, we're gonna be talking. We're gonna be talking with building brother Ankh, you know, aka the real black atheist, also known as the God Killer. You know, he has a list of accomplishments. Uh, a few of them are having a successful talk radio show called the Real Black Atheist. He is co-owner of Nagas Footwear RBG Sneaker Company and the creator and leader of the Amin Ra Squad, a team of comedic scholars. Three of his models are, for their God to live, your God must die. A well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Support yourself or die. And now today he will be breaking down the importance of understanding the roots of African culture. And with no uh, further ado, we're going to bring in Brother Art right quick. Brother What's good, family? Black African power. Black What's African good, power. Man, how y'all brothers doing, man? I'm doing I'm well. good, man. Cooling, cooling. How about yourself? Hey, you know, I'm just holding it down, you know, moving forward, staying strong and vigorous in this yes. thing we call African studies and the understanding of the way. Hmm. That's what's up. Um... And I don't. I know you haven't met my co-host, so I got uh, Sean Don with me, and I got AJ, and I'm Jobs. In case you forgot, uh, which which happens, man, ain't nothing wrong with that. And uh, Jones, first off, I want to say thank you, man, for blessing us with your time. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Thank thank you for having me. Oh, let me throw this out there. I want to throw this out there real quick. Um, if you're in the Detroit area. If I'm a, if I'm wrong, brother Uncle, let me know. November twentieth, 
Brother Ankh will be at the STEAMS event, STEAMS being an acronym for Science, Technology, Economics, Art, Math, and Strategy. And uh, he will also be at the War Conference of the Nile Valley Movement event in New York. And uh, it'll be going down, uh, I believe, December 15th. I don't got the flyer, but I'm sure we can finish that off. The 13th. It's going to be the 13th, but I'm, I'm not going to be in Detroit. Uh, Brother Ben from the um, okay. from Team Osiris is going to be taking right. my place. Um, I already had a previous engagement, so I'm not going to okay. be able to make that. But I wish I could have made it. But you know, Brother Ben, you gonna you know gonna take my place on that. All right, but you will be at the Nile Valley Movement in New what? York City, front and center, front and center. Yes. You know, <laughs> the whole squad, most of the squad gonna be there. And you know, we just want to show the world just you know just how we do we do. You know what I'm saying? So you know, okay. I always have uh, a lot of questions. Go ahead, brother. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I did not mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I have no, a quick question, and this is, I think that my co-hosts already know why I'm going to ask this question, but where did you, uh, where were you born and raised to reside from? Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore at the house already. Yeah. Anyway. Rogers Avenue. Okay, you from the west side. That's that's dope. I love the whole city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was raised in the, in the Jewish neighborhood across North Parkway. Yeah, like up there near like near Park Heights area, correct? No, that's on the Park Heights is on Town Road. But but you know oh. you got Rogers Avenue, right? And that mm-hmm. runs from Park Heights to Town Road. But I'm on I was oh, on the other side of North Parkway. We used to walk down over North Parkway to Rogers to Belvedere. You know what I'm saying? That's what we did all out through that down there on Rogers Avenue. Belvedere, so you know, but the, the part I was raised in was the Jewish part. So yeah. I got a, you know, a hell, a hell of an education on, on Jewish people and how they conduct their business. Yeah, they kind of got like a little monopoly in that, that certain area if you want to call it that. But you're correct. You're definitely right about that. Pikesville, yeah, they they support themselves because they know if they don't, they're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, how about that? Yeah, they know that for a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we don't know that. We used to. True. Used to. I I think that we're slowly getting there. It's going to be a process, but a lot of people are waking up currently. Maybe not as fast as some of us want them to wake up, but it's slowly getting there. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, everything is a, is is a systematic. It's a it's a progress, and um, I'm kind of happy about seeing a lot of brothers, you know, switching their direction as far as waking up and realizing what we're up against, pretty much. We gotta you know get what? that and elephant out our head. There's an elephant in the room that mm-hmm. we we that's don't want to deal with. Good starting point right there. Because what I really want to know is, like, you know, everybody has that moment where they, they, they kind of awaken and they realize, um, you know, things ain't what they thought they were. What was that moment for you? What was life like before you, quote, unquote, woke up and became the God killer? I was in the Marines, and um, I was on duty. And I was sitting back, you know, I was listening to some hip-hop, some things, um, and I was thinking to myself, I said, damn. If not for the Europeans enslaving us, 
we wouldn't have never known about Jesus Christ. And so actually, them enslaving us helped us be saved in knowing Jesus Christ. And I laughed at it. I said, that's dumb as shit. And so I called my mother and I said, Mom, <laughs> we should thank white people for enslaving us because if they hadn't, right, we wouldn't have known about Jesus Christ and then we wouldn't have got saved. We'd all went to hell. She said, boy, get off my damn phone. It's <laughs> 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 a laugh, right? But, 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 but that right there made me realize that it's a lot I got to study to find out. I always understood something to be crazy, but, you know what I'm saying, I just need the information, and I'll never forget it. It was about maybe 30 years ago. Now, maybe 25 years ago. And I was listening to a Dr. Ben tape, and I didn't even know who the hell Dr. Ben was, but one of my homeboys, my best friends, he was in college. And he gave me a tape. He said, yo, look at this tape, Right? And I looked at it, and Dr. Ben was rocking. I didn't know who it was. They was playing the African drums, and this guy was rocking. And they said, well, who is God to you? And he said, he said, it's my mother. He said, before my mother, I knew nothing. She fed me, she birthed me, and she protected me. But before my mother, I knew nothing. So my mother oh. is God. And, the, and that fucked me up. And so for, for years, I walked around saying, why does that make so much sense? But I didn't have the information to verify that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now on the day, we sit on the platform where I can show you why the statement he made was absolutely right and exact. That's a ver- that was my moment. So maybe people here in this show, maybe that'll make them think about it. The only thing we ever know about God is what our parents teach us. And the only thing they ever knew about God is what their parents taught them. And the only thing they ever knew about God is what the slave master taught them. And so we come into this thing, right, with PTSS, mm-hmm. post-traumatic slave syndrome. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's deep, man. And that's the elephant in the room. That we was enslaved, right, first 800 years prior to the Europeans enslaving us, right, by Islam. And they all decreed it's okay to enslave those who do not believe in the faith. Whether that faith be Islam, whether that faith be Christianity. And we can't leave Judaism out because it was the Jews, right, the money changers, they broke the damn thing. They was the brokers because they were the ones that supplied the ships. They were the ones that supplied the chains. They were the ones that supplied the bullets, the rifles, the guns, mm-hmm. the uniforms. The everything, the nautical equipment, every goddamn thing. They was the money behind the shit. You're absolutely right. So this ain't no game. The elephant in the I, room is simple. If you got God running around in your head, you're a slave. And you must study to say, why in the hell is he saying that? You got to study to show and prove, right, to prove me wrong. Okay, um, for those of us like myself, like, I'm, and I'm sorry, I'll cut you off, Sean. Go ahead, Sean. I was going to say, um, one of my main things I say when I, whenever I debate someone, I don't really get into it anymore because I just don't want to give the energy, but when I used to debate people who were religious, I used to, at the end of the day, they would, they would boil down to faith, which is believing. And the definition of faith is believing without proof, so they could just you know, go with it. I, I just personally can't. 
you know. And mm, it's something John Henry Clark said. Uh, it's not coming to me, but he based to sum up what he said. He was like, um, he doesn't trust, you know, the, the intelligence of someone who could just be, believe in, in, in religion. You know, when it's based off of uh, without even uh, have off or without facts. So, yeah, it just that just to feeding off of what you said. That's just something that was in my head. But yeah, I I do I, I want to interject real quick and say that something that he said really hit me, and I thought about this before I even can consider myself being conscious. And the reason why I would say before I even consider myself being conscious is. He's um brother Unk said that we pass religion was passed down to us from our parents to their parents and their parents and we know how that goes. But um when I was a young kid, um my mother used to go to church every Sunday. She still does. You feel me? We I don't even get into it with her about that because the conversation is gonna end, I'm your mother. Shut up. And I I'm not gonna beat that. You feel me? So I just leave it alone. But um and um but when my father, like when I was little, when my mother and my father was living together, my father never went to church. I'm like, I want to stay home. You think what I'm saying with him? I'm going to kick it with him. He doesn't have to go to church. Why well, I gotta go? Shut up! I'm your mother. You're going to church. You think what I'm saying? And then I really thought about it, and I was just like, if I wasn't made to go to church, would I go? And I really thought about this at a very young age, and that's when I seen other people that practice religions and beliefs that was based upon what their parents kind of forced on, not forced on them, but kind of forced on them. I don't want to say it so harshly, but basically they really, was. it was something that they was born into and something that they followed blindly to a certain extent without doing too much research on. And that is almost the plot, the plight of a lot of black people currently. We was taught this. It must be the truth because the person that birthed this gave it to us and that's it. Yeah, but you can believe in God and not religion. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You can be All spiritual. Right. And, 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 how is that true? Let, let, uh, let's work it out like this amongst the brothers. Let him uh, show and prove that statement. That you can believe in God and not be religious. I'm listening. I mean, yeah, I believe that we got here by some by some way. You know, I don't think that we just, you know, just appeared. There had to be a beginning of everything. Now, you know, everybody has a different view or philosophy or, mm-hmm. or, or thoughts or facts, quote-unquote, on how mm-hmm. that occurred. Um, mm-hmm. The name God was, yeah, that, that was passed down to me. It works for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so you like somebody, you just hard-headed. You keep getting pounded. You keep watching brothers and sisters get pounded around the world, right, subscribing to this idea, and you think you can do, do something different with it. So here's the point right here. Check this out, right? Mm-hmm. No such thing is I can have God without religion because the first place you learn about God is in religion. Only place you ever learned about God, right, was in the Bible, and the key figure in the religion in the Bible is God. So how can you throw away the religion but yet keep the key figure in the religion? Absolutely makes no sense. And just because let me make my point. And just because you figuring we just didn't pop up out of nowhere, right? Why did it have mm-hmm. to be a god? See, that's the point. Why did it have to be racism, white supremacy that did it? Because God is a cultural container. 
It contains ideas and concepts. It has a time stamp on it. Like we can literally look back when people start using the word God. We can literally stamp, right, geographical mm-hmm. regions where that word was created. And all the religions do the same thing. So if we say Allah, right, we can go back to a people called the Arabs. And then we can we can look at the landmass with these groups, right, where they circled the term God, right, where they galvanized mm-hmm. themselves under that term, right, in Saudi Arabia at a particular time, 570. We can do the same thing amongst the Jews. We can go back to Israel, Palestine, Judea, right? And we can say when they first start dealing with Yahweh, Middle East, identifying geography. We can do the same thing amongst the Christians. Languages in Greek, amongst the Greeks. Where they were first called Christians was in Syria, Antioch. None of these places are Africa. So my thing is, why is it that we think that the idea and concept that they came with is the reason for us being here. I am telling you, based off of the great Dr. Ben, John, Henry Clark, Shikanti, Diops, Phil Filebanger, it was our mother and our fathers is why we're here. And if you want to go into a deeper explanation, then we would have to deal with science. And under no circumstance does science say there was a God. All right, well, school you know, we how do we <clears throat> You got here from your mother. You know what I mean. Not not literally no. how did I get here no, no, personally, no, no, no. but just mankind. You, 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 mankind evolved. And that's another conversation. Mm-hmm. It's called evolution. So I will ask the brothers on the, on the panel, how many of y'all agree or disagree with evolution? I can agree that things evolve. I can agree to that. Okay, I mean, that's same, same, same way same way viruses evolve, things evolve. So I can't I can't say I can't say that you uh, the people haven't evolved because I don't know. Okay. but I do know evolution is a proven fact. Mm. Yeah, evolution is a proven fact. I mean, just for a quick example, we could talk about giraffes. You know, to, to basically get the food that they need that they eat, they evolved that where their next group to basically survive. That's. Mm. A way you can look at evolution as well. Mm-hmm. These things mm-hmm. actually do happen. Wait for the I'm, last breath. I, I, and I'm, I'm sitting here in my mind like, wow, you know, I don't think anybody really has ever asked me what I think of evolution. Um, mm. I'm kind of on the fence because, yeah, yeah, we, we have evolved, you know, and you can, you know you why can you're see on that in, in anything. You know why you're on the fence? Because God is running around in your head, a German child. But when we deal with evolution, watch this. When we deal with evolution, it's taking you back to Africa. As a matter of fact, the symbol of the real black atheist is Kepita. And I had the brothers that read the glyphs of the meta nature. They will certainly tell you that the term absolutely means things transform and evolve. And so the first understanding of understanding, the understanding of how things come into being is amongst the Nile Valley Africans. They talked about Kepita. And so the funny part about it is the, the, the nature or the force of nature that brings things into being, right, is Kepita, which is a dung beetle. And you might ask yourself, well, why is that the symbol of evolution, the dung beetle? Well, the dung beetle is the most diverse species on the planet. Over 300 million different species, right, of mm-hmm. dung beetles. They're the most diverse. 
And so they study this to understand evolution. And I'm saying modern science uses dung beetles, right, mm-hmm. to understand evolution. Wow. So why is it that the Nile Valley Africans used the dung beetle? Because they were scientists and they lived in forests, right? They lived in open savannas, right? And they studied dung beetles to understand transformation and change. But the only way you can really get that is to get the elephant in the room out of your damn mind. African people never used the term God. God was a Germanic tribal word. Go to ethemologyethemon.com. Look up the origin of it. And the funny part about here's the funny part. We're going to do the funny thing here. Let's do the funny thing. This is the funny part. <laughs> Go ahead. Watch this. This is real funny. Hold on. This is funny. Let me get this right. This is what's funny. Now, we want to use the word God, and it has to be a word of God. Okay. So let's go to the etymology dictionary real quick. Let's play with the word God. Let's see if you're even using it right. Because I'm telling you, you're using it wrong. Because we go right back, it's God. Old English. There ain't nobody on this phone, old English. We don't even speak old English, right? God, supreme right. being deity, the Christian God. Okay. Image. Of a god, godlike person. Watch this. From proto dramatic. Ain't none of y'all niggas on the phone. Dramatic. Gutan. Cognic. <laughs> old Saxon. Ain't none of us old Saxon. Old Frisian. Ain't none of us old Frisian. We sure as hell ain't Dutch. God. Or high German. Old high German. Got. Or German. Good. Old Norris. Goo. Ain't none of y'all niggas Norris. Gutan. Right? It says from Pi. Goot. Right? That which is invoked. Okay, so now the German, the Norish, the Saxon, the Proto-Germanic, we're talking about things that were invoked. Is that what we're talking about on the phone? No, watch this. Cognate, Old Church Slavic, Zuvu, to call, Sanskrit, Huta, invoked, an epithet, an indria. It's say from the root, gu, to call, to invoke. Watch this. But some trace pi, right? Guta uh-huh. poured the root to pour, to pour libation. So these these people were talking about to pour libation. Right. So it's a source <laughs> of Greek can to pour. Also in the phrase kut or, or guya, poured earth, referring to a burial mound. Given the Greek facts in dramatic form, may have referred to the first instant. Okay, the imminent. Imminent in the burial mound. The first instant, the spirit emanating in the burial mound. So they was talking about pouring something, right, when someone died in the burial mound. Is that what you're talking about when you say that? Is that what's running around in your head? No, not no, but hell no. So they don't even use the word like it was used. And I understand words change over time. But they're changing over time in cultures that have enslaved and murdered African people. It's the cultural identifier. Culture is the mm-hmm. most important thing. So now I just hit you with the prerequisite. Now let's get into what we're really talking about here. We're talking about why the root of understanding African culture. Because God embodies culture. What is culture? Culture teach you how to think, why to think, and what to think. Culture teach you how to spend your money. Culture teach you how to protect yourself. Culture teach you how to identify your enemy and how to identify your friend. Now you see the elephant in the room. 
That's why we do not identify white people as the enemy. We do not identify where to spend our money. Why? Because we live the European culture, and it makes you identify with them. That's why we spend millions on Nike and millions on Adidas and millions on shoe companies that aren't even owned by black people because the culture teaches us to spend money with them. Why else would you spend a billion dollars annually amongst the Koreans? Because the culture teaches you that. The European culture teaches you to accept them into your community all your money, and drain it to a hood. They take all your money, a billion dollars, and they put none back. The culture teach you that, to allow the Arabs into your community. Support them. Take all the money out, send it overseas, and say, fuck you. It teach you that. It teach you that you are the largest consumers in the world. That's a bad habit and the recipe for disaster. Support yourself or die is the basic understanding you will get if you just spend one summertime in your backyard and watch the ants. The ants are mighty in the backyard. You know why? Because they work together. They be the smallest thing in the backyard, but they work together. They support themselves. The resources are gathered for their community. They work together. And they build together. You kick the ant mound down, and they back to building that shit again. But they support themselves. The black community is this. We get our check. We get home. We go to the Mexican check casting spot. We go to the food market owned by the Koreans. We go to the whole food market owned by the Jews. We go to the toy store. We go to McDonald's, we go back home, we pay the cable bill, and none of the money has went back into the community. And then you get mad when the police come in and shoot your ass down. Why do the police come in and shoot your ass down? Because you have called the Romans in, because you have no control of your community, because you have no fucking money to have control of the community. You couldn't pay nobody to protect your community because you're fucking broke. Why are you broke? Because you do not support yourself. Support yourself or die. This is basic instruction on how to be and why it's important to stay connected to the root. They have uprooted us, and it was slavery that uprooted us. And not only slavery that uprooted us, it was the religion, which was the tool. It was the tool that up. It was the shovel that dug in the ground and derooted us. That's why I can't fuck with Islam, Judaism, or Christianity, because in all their books. They say it's okay to enslave the pagan. They're worthless. They make you turn your back on your ancestors and glorify and venerate their ancestors. Abraham, Jesus Christ, Muhammad, Matthew, Mark, Luke, which is crazy as hell. But you venerate their ancestors, but on your own. How in the hell do you expect to make it in a world that is totally dependent on understanding where you came from? The world we live in is dependent on how well you stick together with those who think like you, with those who look like you. Mm. Well, let me ask you a question right quick. And I know you kind of explained it to me. Let's let that marinate for a minute. Tell that's a marinating moment right there. That's a marinating moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But go ahead, I really want to know is the differences between, like you say, the real black atheist. That's right. Can, can you explain the difference between the real black atheist and Joe Blow the atheist? Hmm. Man, let me see. Let me do this real fast. Love that question. Right? I get asked it a hundred times, right? <laughs> get my glasswork going. Okay? So let's get do what you gotta do. Everybody on this phone know damn well whenever you say atheist, the first thing popping your head is a crazy white motherfucker. They don't believe in God. Right? You can walk around and ask anybody <laughs> that. Okay? Facts. <laughs> <laughs> right. So why in the hell is Unc even using that word? He's African. I don't get it. God damn, I'm confused. But what he's saying makes sense, but I'm confused. Well, let's wash out the confusion. Let's come to the, to the book Stolen Legacy. Greek philosophy is stolen Egyptian philosophy by George G.M. James. All right. Let me see. Get the page here, right? And we're going to figure out what's the difference, okay? Uh, let me get, you know, I got a mark in here somewhere, right? One second. One While you do that, I want to let our callers know. I know we got people holding on and want to ask questions, but I definitely want to take advantage of the greatness that we got on the phone. So it's going to be a little while before we get to some questions, all right? So just uh, bear with us. Come on, let me get this. Okay. Got it. We're going to come to page 29. Uh, y'all can get the PDF. Y'all can go online to, uh, it's called, mm, it's not ancient scripts. I'm not quite sure, but you can get the PDF. And by the time the end of the show comes out, I'll show you where you can get all this from, right? Okay. All right. Now we're on page 29. <laughs> it says, um, the circumstances of identity between the Egyptians and the Greek system, right? And it goes down to A. It says, the indictment and persecution of Greek philosophers, Right? Remember the title of this mm-hmm. book now. The title of this book is Greek Philosophy is Stolen Egyptian Philosophy, right? Y'all got to keep that in top of your head right there. The indictment and persecution of the Greek philosophers is a circumstance which is familiar to us all. Several philosophers, one after another, were indicted by the Athenian government on the common charge of introducing strange divinities. Anagoras. Socrates, Aristotle, received similar indictments for a similar offense. The most famous of these was against Socrates, which reads as follows. Socrates commits the crime by not believing in the gods of the city. I'm going to say this again. Socrates commits the crime by not believing in the gods of the city. So then what was he believing in? Well, if you understand that Greek philosophy is stolen African philosophy, then obviously he must have been studying in Africa. And when he's studying in Africa, when these Greek philosophers are studying in Africa, they come back with something totally different. And they charge him with a crime of going against the gods of the city. So when I say I'm an atheist, a real black atheist, atheos, 
I'm against Greek culture, ritual homosexuality, mm. murder and pillage of African people. I'm against the gods of the Romans. I'm against the gods of the Muslims. I'm against the gods of the state-sponsored religion in North America, which is Christianity. I'm against that because that's the thing that enslaved us. So we all should be real black atheists. But let me finish. Gods of the city. Introducing other new divinities. Yeah, you know what the new divinity was? That they were starting to put natural explanations for phenomenons. Like no longer was a volcano, God was mad. You know in the Bible, Moses talks to God on the mountain, and God can never come off the mountain. And the goddamn mountain is on fire. So this is what I want to tell you. If God can't come off the mountain ever, and the mountain is on fire, 2015, it's definitely a damn volcano. But if you don't understand what a volcano is, understanding the environmental pressures that occur underneath the earth that pushes up volcanic ash, lava, you will think that something was mad at you when that, when that ash and, and when that, that heat came out and burned you. You would think something was mad at you and killed you. But let me finish. He also commits the crime by corrupting the youth. How, in order to find out what these new divinities words were, were, we must go back to a popular opinion. Move down. Clear then that Socrates offended the Athenian government simply because he pursued the study of astronomy and probably that of geography and that the other philosophers were persecuted for the same reason. But the study of science was a required condition to membership in the Egyptian mystery system, and its purpose was the liberation of the soul from the ten, ten bodily feathers, and if the Greek philosophers studied the science, then they were fulfilling a required condition to the membership in the Egyptian mystery system. So now yeah. we see what happens to you when you come back to your house, to your mother, your grandmother, your great-grand-grandmother, your aunts and uncles, and start talking about evolution, they're going to say, nigga, you're atheist. That's the same thing the Athenian government did to the Greek philosophers. And so we have Thales. He's, the, he's one of the first Greek philosophers. He started the first school of science in Ionia. And the philosophers I just, talked, just, just mentioned, they learned from Thales. And so at the end of the day, I'm against the state-sponsored religions. I'm atheos. I'm anti-Greek God. I'm science because the word science comes from Kemet. Shisha. Which is a woman. So the word science comes from a woman in Africa because she's the first mm-hmm. scientist. So when you anti-science, you're anti-women. And when you're anti-women, you're pro-homosexuality. And if you're anti-women, you're anti-black man. Because the black man and the black woman came in the beginning together. And if you're anti-black man and anti-black woman, then you're anti-family, which is the oldest institution on the planet. The oldest institution on the planet is the African family. Now, family is not a male and a female. That's not a family. That's a partnership. Partners. But a family is when the union comes together and have baby and child. 
And so if you're against the black man and the black woman, then you're against the family, then you're against black women and black children and black men, then you're against Africa. And if you're anti-African, then you're against Africa. And if you're African, you're anti your damn self, and now you will create hoods. You will murder yourself. You will create gangs that will murder yourself. You will fight over pennies on a dollar outside on the corner because I did that, and I did it well. While you allow the Koreans and the Arabs and the Europeans and the Jews to make millions in the stores, and you allow them to operate with impunity while you kill your brother for pennies on a damn dollar and allow them to take millions out of the community, causes the community to become a hood. Any questions? Mm. Uh, I would like to yeah, I like to expand on what you said. Uh you said uh we identify with them and who do you know and uh who do they support and who do they use in the view, you know. And I'm thinking like why would I align myself with people who who don't have my best interests in mind along with theirs but also want to benefit off my joy and pain, you know. And like you said, we need to address the elephant in the room and stop ignoring it. You know, it's it's a mentality that we have to shape. And, um, you know, that, that book, it was a uh, stolen legacy. That's one of the books in my library. Um, I haven't reached it yet, but, you know, I, I will say that I read one page in that book and, uh, you know, in that one page I learned enough to, uh, I was having a debate with this dude uh, and I gave him the work, you know, just off that one page. And <laughs> it's, it, it, yeah, it's definitely important, you know, that we, we tap into our history and learn it because definitely. of the power. Oh, um, Definitely. Yeah. I, I do want to say, too, I, I, like, I feel the same way. I probably won't be able to elaborate as, as deep as Brother Uncle did, but I will say this, like, why, I mean, you can, t- I, I believe in Stockholm Syndrome as far as us as a people in the community. And what I mean by that is we love our oppressors to the point that we let them dictate what is popular to us, and they don't give a damn about us, you know. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I will say this: I will make a quick example. Um, just say that you have somebody that you know that's in your community that opens up uh, a corner store, just a regular corner convenience store, whatever. They play lottery in there and all that. And you tell another black person, you know, you should shop here instead of going to the Koreans. They would literally turn into store inspectors, like how many light bulbs in here? Is there any roaches in here? Why should I spend with him just because he's black? But then you would not even question what you're spending your money on when you go into Walmart, when you go into Target, when you go into Burlington Coat Factory. None of these things. You will not question that at all. But if I tell you to go into a black store, you're going to say, why, why, why? And it's, it's, it's very heartbreaking almost. You know, um, they'd be like, well, uh, why does he charge so much for this? Or why do I have to pay for this? And you don't question. I mean, me, at one point in time working at retail, I know what they do with some of the stuff that they have in the back that they sell in the back of Target. They throw that stuff around, kick it around on the floor. Most of this stuff doesn't even work. It's, it's defective. And we don't question that at all. Why do you think that we do that as a people towards each other? Well... Let me let, let, let me finish the answer of the question of what's the difference between an atheist, a black atheist, and a real black atheist. 
All right. I took y'all back to the origin and how the term was originated. It was originated, yeah. right, yeah. and put on people who was really bringing an African philosophy. Okay? So we got that straight. Now, an atheist totally disrespects African culture and does not care to even delve into the fact that the African created science and that what they perceive to be God ain't God at all. It's just natural principles in nature. That's an atheist. Now, a black atheist, he has no concern for black culture. He wants to be white, but he, but he wants to be black and call himself black, but he wants to think like a white man completely. And he also disrespects Africa. But he knows he's black, so he calls himself a black atheist. Now, a real black atheist is those who understand where science and technology was created, stands the merit in following and understanding African culture and adding on to the culture. So a real black atheist understands the plight of African people, and we wear it on our chest because we use real black atheism to diffuse the lie that's running around our head that some god somewhere in the Middle East gave birth to African people that predate any of their stories by at least 250,000 years. So that's the difference between a atheist, black atheist, and the real black atheist. Now, the question you just asked, why is it that we treat ourselves like that? Here's the solution. The solution is understand your culture. Watch this. Now, I explained exactly what God was. It's a cultural identifier that, uh, that embodies, right, the culture. So I say to that, for your God to live, their God must die. Translation, mm. for your culture to thrive and survive, their culture must die. You got to get it out of your head. That's why the Mexicans can come over here, although they speak Spanish, which ain't even their original language, they still carry their culture with them. That's why they set up stores, because they got some of their culture. Remember, slavery is like an eraser on a blackboard. So you write down the codes on how to be African, and the, and, and the eraser is slavery. And so they erased all of that. They dug you up, and they downloaded the virus of racism, white supremacy. And the needlehead is God. So God is the tip of the needle, right? And the stuff in the needle is a religion. And they inject the culture into you, and you fight for them like hell. You went to World War II. You went to Vietnam. You beat your own self. You did all these things, right, because you lived their culture. So like Asa Hillier said, he said, don't let them forget before he passed. It's a cultural war. Like the sister tell me all the time, Sister Kim, she say, the revolution won't be televised. I say, but why? You say, because the shit is in your head. It's in your mind. <laughs> so your mind got to get right. And we wonder why everything we do be fucked up. Because we try to do new things, but we bring the garbage and the trash with us. We oh. still want to be a little bit Christian. I, I'm a bit, a little bit Muslim. I just know there's got to be a God. You really saying I live in fear of being African. I'm like John Henry right. Clark. I'd rather go to hell with the truth than to heaven with a lie. 
Whew, black African power. What's the next question? Black African power. Before we get to the next questions, hold on one second, Sean. I want to make sure that y'all know, um, y'all tune in to My Skin is My Stand on Blog Talk Radio. And please, um, if you don't know, go support Nagast Footwear. Um, if, if you tuned in to the Conscious Olympics, our winner received a pair of shoes from them. They are some nice, nice, nice shoes. Uh, make sure you check out the Armageddon War Conference in New York on December 13th. I believe the doors will be open at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. I want to make, I wanna make sure. We got a couple of callers, too. Yeah, I want to take some calls. Yeah, let me quick. let me say this real quick, man. Um, man, those symbols on the, the guys' footwear is powerful. Yes. Um, very powerful. You know, and I just like to give thanks to the founder of the company, Brother Tariq Evans. So you can go to the website www.sneakerscustom.com. Okay, or you can also go to the AmaraSquad.org. You get your shirts and your shoes to match, right? But the symbol is the symbol of Africa with a fist. And the shoes is called RBG, Revolutionary but Gangster. Mm. Right? We, we, we taught niggas selling the culture. It's our turn. Because when they run their shoes, right, they promote their culture. British Nikes, Reebok, use the British flag. And we know the British Empire right, conquered indigenous uh-huh. tribes all around the world. They say the British Empire was so large, right, that the sun would never set on it. What they was really saying was they murdered indigenous people so much that they robbed and pillaged their land to the point where they owned all of it. The Queen of England owns the most land. Look it up. Still to this day, we're just a colony of them, United States. And so we talk about the shoes, right? We talk about mm-hmm. Adidas. Who is Adidas? Well, we know the only reason we know Adidas was because of Jesse Owens, right? That during World War right. II, okay, during the Olympics, he won five gold medals. So who supplied the shoes? Smart Cracker, Jeremy, <laughs> Adolf. That's real talk. That's real talk. That's real talk. (laughs) Nigga won five gold medals, and every day, every year since then, they sold over 200,000 pairs of goddamn Adidas. So who who was Adolf? Him and his brother that started the company, they both joined the third rank. Racism, right supremacy. Mm. Look it up. You can go to their website, it'll tell you that. You can go to um, a Wikipedia, look at the references, they'll tell you that. And so his brother, you know, they had differences, living in the same town, they broke away. So what you come to this brother start? Puma. So we all buy Pumas, and we all buy Adidas, so we all support racism, white supremacy. And you wonder why you lose. You lose because you feed the beast. You literally feed racism, white supremacy, and we all do it. Look down at your feet. You got on Adidas and Puma and Nike. You're supporting racism, white supremacy. You're feeding the beast. Go look in your closet, all the clothes you got, all the designers you got. You're supporting your destruction on a regular basis, and you don't even know it. And so we look at Nike. What is the symbol of Nike? Nike is actually... 
a Greek goddess. And so you wear the goddess, the Greek goddess, on your feet. And we know how they got famous. The Negro married to a white woman. Michael, Uncle Tom Jordan. <laughs> you know, now that was my man when he was playing ball, when he had the sisterhood. The nigga was great when he woke up in the morning and the first thing he looked at was the black woman. He was great with the black family. But the nigga just fell off. Camille, but Nike I think became name. famous based off of him. Yes, so did. my point being is, hold on, let me finish this. My point being is, we have designed the shoe with the symbol of Africa on it, and we it's a beacon to the family to let them know we on the move down. Support yourself or die. Right? Mm-hmm. We also have a cartoon, and the cartoon addresses, we call it animated lessons. Animated mm-hmm. lessons. Mel Trek. Okay? Get the cartoon. Where can we check that out at? Man, you can go right on. You, you can go to Ad Edime Productions on Facebook, right? You can go to the Amaral Squad store, right, and get the animated lessons. Type in Ad Edime. Type that in. And I'm just telling you, man, so we're addressing the issue. So I'm not just talking the talk. I'm fucking walking the walk, man. Hey, all respect. Respect, brother. I mean, because that's something that we need. We have a lot of armchair revolutionaries, revolutionaries, or whatever you want to call it out here, and I like to be on the ground surface as well myself. Um, I, I do know that we have a caller, so I, I have a question for you, but I'd rather us get to the caller first, if you don't mind. Go ahead, bro. All right, we, we're going to take 8937 right quick. What's good, fam? Oh, peace. I'm just listening. Peace. Oh, you pressed one, man. So I thought you want you had a you had a question or a comment. My bad. Okay. Uh, do we have uh, any more callers? Uh, yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah, we do. Uh, I'm gonna get to 0536 right quick. And uh, Sean, I can hear a little wind over there. But if you have a question or a comment, you gotta press one. Okay. Zero five three six. What's good, fam? You on with brother Aunt? What's going on, family? How is everybody doing? It's Damo calling in. Yeah, good evening, like brother. Black African power, brother. Hello? Damo? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah, the uh, Ankh was dropping that uh, knowledge. Unc is very deep, man. If y'all don't know about Unc, y'all need to check him out. He got his radio broadcast. I mean, he's always live. I heard him earlier on Sinetta TV, dropping that knowledge. He's always dropping it. Check out that Mail Trek anime that he's talking about. They got little clips of it going on. And Jobs, I know y'all would like it because in that Mail Trek, he's rapping the knowledge to the people. So it's really good for the youth because he's rapping, walking through Africa, talking about the different things, the gold, what was going on. So it's really catchy for the youth, and I want to drop that about Meltrek and say, Unc, keep doing your thing, brother, Black African Power. I'm a rock squad up, and big up to everybody listening. He's dropping knowledge. And what he say, just don't believe what he say. Go look it up. Go research it. Unc is always talking about where's your evidence? Where's your primary evidence? Where'd you get that from? Where'd you hear that from? Do your research on it. 
And black African power, everybody. Thank no you, doubt, brother. man. Respect. Respect, Salute bro. you, man. Appreciate I mean, your call, um, too, man. I'm glad that he touched on that. Before I get to my question, mm-hmm. I'm glad that he did touch on that because um, I, I threw out a question that I knew what the answer was already going to be. Mm. But I basically asked him where he was born and raised at because I live in the same city. And mm. I want to know where I can link up with this brother personally. You dig what I'm saying? It, everything mm. just isn't just for likes or to be on the air. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm. I'm a face-to-face mm. type of person. You mm. dig what I'm saying? So I would love mm. to just chop it up and just to listen. I'm a younger mm. brother. You feel what I'm saying? And I like to build. Right. No. Look, I'm in Atlanta right now, but we got a division, man, down there in Baltimore, man. Brother Netanab and Dr. Mayotte, the actual producer of the cartoon, man. And they're going to be starting the classes down there, man. So you need to link uh, up with them, man. Get in touch with me. We can link up. I'm be coming through. I'm going to be teaching some classes, man. I love Baltimore, man. As a matter of fact, man, <clears throat> I teach the way I teach because of the destruction that I brought to the city. Mm. I'm giving back to the young brothers, man. You know I feel the same way. I've been shot up twice in Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? Could have lost my life, man. Been strung out on drugs. As a matter of fact, I was homeless before. I lived in the alley in the car. In the snow. Wow. Winter, summer. You feel me, man? I know what it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, and all I want is the people to feel me. So I don't look down on nobody because I can dine with kings and waddle with bums. Because I was a bum. Now, I was the best <laughs> bum. Don't get right, right. I was the best bum. I was a top notch bum. You was a top notch bum. <laughs> yeah, I ran all the bums. You call me the he head, talk, whatever. He, 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 he talking talk real talk. You call me. I was that dude. You know what I'm saying? But when I ran the ball, nigga, I ran the ball. So when I got money, nigga, I got money. Right. On all levels, yo, mm. it's about winning and moving forward. So that's why I go so yeah. hard on this level. And yeah, then, you know, maybe later on in the show, I'll tell you why I started on the Raw Squad. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm going to definitely get your information, you feel what I'm saying, or more information, basically, so I can link up with brothers, you feel what I'm saying, likewise, with the same type of mentality that I have. You dig me? Um, so now I'm going to get into my question. Um, yeah, this is something that really settled my brain for probably like the past two months. And this, I, this is coming from left field. But I always hear when we talk about white supremacy, we know white supremacy exists. We know what it is. We know what it costs, and we know what it's capable of, and we know that it's systematic. How, and someone said that us as black people need to practice black supremacy. Mm. What would be your definition of black supremacy if we was to start that or basically support it? I don't even know what black supremacy is to control. I'm, that's not even in the African mind to control everything, man. You, we ain't even control you're, you're correct. Man, man. Correct, correct. Because, so I mean, I we're loving people. That. We No, I mean, basically, if we're going to be in a position of power, we have to support each other. That's what white supremacy does. They support each other. But as no, I but do they, agree with you. Oh, they go ahead, to go the detriment of others, though. Yeah, correct. And that's, and that's what I was just about to say. Um Supporting each other, I think that's something that we can do. But as far as, like, trying to suppress other people or oppress other people, that's nothing – that's something that never been in black people's hearts and spirits. Yeah, that's inhumane. Exactly. Exactly. We, so the only thing that Africans did was that. taught the world how to be human, man. That's the only – we didn't teach the world about God, man. Let's get that straight. 
We didn't teach the world about God. Taught them how to be human. We taught the world what it meant to be human. And all the trials and tribulations and all the ups and downs that at the end of the day, are you your brother and sister's keeper? Uh, that's what we taught the world. So to say I'm a supremacist supreme and all that, that's a bunch of bullshit. Because Mother Nature mm. gives everybody everything. Whether you white, green, Chinese, Mother Nature, it rains. It snow. Food grow everywhere. So we learned early uh-huh. on in human affairs, right, that we had uh-huh. something to take care of self first, and then anything left over, we look out for the other people. But you got to understand that. You got to understand that just because I know you're human, that don't mean I'm going to let you in your house. Because we could talk about the mafia and the destruction of the black civilization. We could definitely talk about that. Page That's 215, a- page, page 214, page 210. Uh, matter of fact, page 209, and the destruction of the black civilization, the remarkable mafia. I charge everybody to read that chapter. That is, yeah, man, I'm, we I'm, never was just take everything. And even when we took, even when we was fighting against each other, and even when we would, would quote unquote, appear that we took their land, we would allow the people land, the people that we conquered, we would allow them to still have ownership over their land and make decisions with their land. We, we, and we never said you got to deal with, the, with, with our cultural identifying factors. We never did that. That's a white boy thing to make you start believing in their God uh, or their Jesus or their thing. That's some white boy shit. That's why that's Egyptians to- would have foreign deities in their pantheon. This that's is totally correct. understand um, if niggas take their time. Go ahead, brother. I, I think it was, it was a, a book that was read. I cannot pronounce his name properly because he has an African name. Um, Oluwa. I know Sean knows who I'm talking about. Over to Shaka. Over to Shaka. No, um, um, I, his name was Oberlin. So I can't pronounce his name, but he wrote a book about slave. The difference between slavery back in Africa and the slavery in America, and exactly. like it was the difference was, you know, we had a different service in Africa or whatever because we conquered their land, but they still went to school with our kids. Their kids went to school with our kids. They ate properly. We never beat them or any of these things. We're just not people that are inhumane or just people that just want to dominate everything. So when he said that he got on the slave ship and went to America, he said he was raping them, killing them, throwing them off the ship, all of these other things. And this is, is a, a eyewitness contact of basically how he was speaking on these two different types of slavery. So to basically bring it back to the point that I was talking about, about black supremacy, I never looked at it as though as – we should basically try to oppress an entire novel race of people, hurt them, kill them, keep, like force uh, false ideologies on them or any of that. When I thought about it, I just looked at it as we should support each other because that's one you of make the... make a good point. Get the book yeah, by I... Philip D. Curtin, right? He wrote the book, The Rise and Fall of the Plantation Complex, Essays in Atlantic History. I'm going to say it again. Philip D. Curtin, The Rise and Fall of the Plantation Complex, Essays in Atlantic History. And he exactly talks about what, what, what exactly the differences was between uh, Islamic enslavement, um, uh, European enslavement, and the system that the Africans had. It was really an introduction system 
you take people with foreign cultures, you, before they let you into the culture, you had to go through a year of understanding the culture. Huh. And then once you was understanding the culture, right, then you could go on your merry uh-huh. way and live in the culture. You could become high officials in the culture. Even wow. Worse. So, you know what I'm saying? And then, um, so at first, right, we wasn't practicing that type of slavery at all. Not not even in Egypt. They have yet, get the book by uh, Smash Rockwell's, Jonathan <laughs> Owens. Get that work. It's called The Handbook for the Conscious Community. The Magi. The Handbook for the Conscious Community. And he addresses this. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure I write, every, write all this down. I was about to say, yeah. I hope the family, I hope y'all out there, I got y'all pins, y'all pads, and taking notes because the brother is dropping references for y'all to go and check and do the, and get the knowledge and do the work. And that's what it's okay. about. Uh-oh. That's what we have to do. To get, to and his get, name was Olin? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. His name was Olin Y. Ben Yahweh. That was his name. Am I correct, y'all? Because you know who I'm talking about, right? That wrote the book yeah, about. I know, I, I, know, I know who you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's important for us to get that, to, to do the work, get the research, get the knowledge, so we can know who we are, and and and, and move correct. Mm-hmm. And do me a favor, brother. Do me a favor. Yes. Do me a favor. I got the sister on the line from Baltimore. I'm documenting yacht. Y'all the the uh, cartoon, not the cartoon, the um, the lessons, the animated lessons. Yeah. See, she should be in cute. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, is our last four digits eight four nine one? I think so. All right, let's let's let's, let's get her in right quick. What's good, fam? Hotep and Black African Power Warriors. How are you? Good How are you, Black show? African Power? I hear you going in, brother. On on the raw squad up, King. I'm a raw squad up, sis. <laughs> I heard good. you guys teaching. I kept on just thinking to myself, they need to let me in. I was waiting for you all to open my line up because you were dropping um, jewels and, and, and teaching on how, you know, the difference between European slavery and um, African slavery. And um, you yep. guys are 100% on point with your, with your resources and your, your references that it was a totally different type of enslavement. You know, when when we had, and I don't even like calling it slavery yeah, in it Africa. Wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't slavery in Africa. Wasn't. Like you said, they, we it was a service. You may I may have worked for your tribe or your family for a certain amount of years, and um, and then I may have gone on about my business. But it wasn't a slavery. You know, when you think of slavery, you think of um, brutality. You think of rape. You think of colonization. You just think of you know harsh treatment yeah. of a people, and that's not what it was. Uh, over in Africa. In fact, uh, when you were an indentured servant, you still had rights. Um, you mm-hmm. had to say so in uh, the king who was going to be king. I, in fact, another good book that touches on that is Civilization or Barbarism by Dr. Sheik Antipia. He talks a little bit oh. about that, about the difference between, uh, you know, European slavery versus, you know, I guess servitude. I'll call it servitude in, um, mm-hmm. in Africa. So he definitely yeah. touches on that. Um, in in his book, but um, I heard you guys discussing Meltrek and the importance of um, knowing yourself, and I opted to start with the children, um, and that's why I produced Meltrek. Um, I want to 
educate the children on who they are. So I look at, have you brothers seen the movie Sankofa? Do you all remember the movie Sankofa? I have not. Oh, yep. oh, come on, Kings. It's a movie from like the 80s. Am I mm-hmm. talking to some young brothers on the line? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm still in my 20s here. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of young, but I'm focused. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I'm young, but I'm focused. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, King. I hear you. I hear you. Well, well, check out the movie Sankofa. Brother Ark, I know you know about Sankofa. Yeah, I ain't never seen it, though, but I heard about oh, it. Oh, brothers, y'all got to Google the movie Sankofa. <laughs> um, and a matter of fact, I would Google it while I'm on the telephone to tell y'all exactly Kind of Google it for me, Sankofa. I want to see exactly when it came out. But the movie is about a woman who um, she was over at uh, Elamina over in Ghana, and she was taking uh-huh. pictures in front of the slave castles. And um, she was looking at it like a joke. You know, she was having a good time. She was taking pictures by the slave castles, just kind of making a mockery of what the ancestors went through. And so she ended up going through a, going and taking a tour of the slave castle, mm-hmm. and she got shut in. And when she got Mm. shut in, she was sent back in time to experience what the ancestors experienced. So she experienced the Middle Passage. She experienced getting burnt. She experienced being raped and then working working on a plantation Mm. from Kansas to Kansas. She actually went through everything that the ancestors went through. So Sankofa, I know that the word Sankofa itself means to return. I think it's a Twi. It comes from the Twi language or the Akon language, and it means to to, uh, to go back and return to. So essentially she took a Sankofa, she went back in time to return back to self. So when I look at Meltrek, I think of Meltrek as a, as a Sankofa for children because essentially the name Meltrek, if you look at the name itself, Mel is short for melanin, Trek means journey. So we're taking you on a journey to understand the history and culture of a melanated people. So I'm looking at Meltrek like a Sankofa for little children. We're taking them back in time so that they can understand who they are and where they came from. So that's the whole objective of Meltrek. You know, we're trying to promote self-awareness, um, self-esteem, selfless service, and um, we're also trying to preserve African-American history because, as you guys may or may not know, um, social studies textbooks are currently being tailored to meet educational standards of state school boards. So they're altering our history right now. You know, they're taking out your Harriet Tubman's, your uh, your, uh, your Frederick Douglass's. They're rewriting history. They're starting history at 1861. That's mm-hmm. where they're starting history at, 1861. And you and I know that our history goes back 250,000 years ago. So why the hell are you teaching our children about something that happened almost 150, 150 years ago? So... Another objective of Meltrek is to preserve African-American history. And um, our last objective is actually to promote positive images of African-Americans into the national consciousness and, more importantly, onto our children. So those are the the objectives of the series Meltrek, and it can be purchased at edanimateproductions.com or at almondrawsquad.org. Can you spell out the first name you said? Ed Anime Productions, that's spelled E as in Edward, um, D as in David, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, I as in Ice, M as in Mary, E as in Everyone, that's Ed Anime, and then Productions with an S, P-R-O-D-U, 
C T I O N S dot com. Yeah, I actually got the link. I'm about to put it in the group. And uh, to touch oh, okay. on the saying Kofa, yeah, it means to uh, reach back to get in, you know, to go, to go, to fetch. And uh, the movie came out in uh, 1993, it says right Yep, there. 1993. 1993. And it's on my list. It's on my list. I'm going to check that out now. All right. Cool, cool, cool. And I know, mm-hmm. Sean, you'll, you'll uh, send me the link once you find it. Hey, hey, brother, she in, she in Baltimore, man. Y'all going to have to look uh, look her up, man. She part of the Amara squad. It's important oh, for y'all oh. to link up together, man, and look out for the queen, man. She got y'all. Uh, she's well studied. Uh, you know, she has that real, real doctor degree, right? So she understands uh, research methodology. She has a command of the history, um, and she's doing things. And so we must always connect ourselves with people that are not just, you know, stuck in the damn sand talking shit. We That's right. That dealing with the metaphysical community when we were stuck for the last damn 15 years on some Bobby Hemmings, Phil Valentine, dealt with Blair type shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which was important because it taught us what hell not to do no more. They kind of broke away from the elders of Dr. Ben, John Henry Clark, Chancellor Williams, James Smalls, Marimma Annie, Bubba Baruti, Chiganti Diops, Phil Fowl Banger. They gotten away from that and took us to the goddamn stars somewhere, right? They really took us back to religion where you hope for a better place. Well, the only mm-hmm. way you're going to make a better place, right? Instead of foundation right here on earth. So you get with people that's moving and shaking, that's actually mm-hmm. doing things. And that's what we're doing in Baltimore, man. It's yeah, a beautiful co- correct. day. Correct, man. I, I, I love to, I mean, because out of all the other co hosts, uh, Jobs and Sean, I'm, I'm based in Baltimore as well. And I just love surrounding myself by around positive, intelligent people. Let me right. be the student. You feel me? Right. I don't want to, like, even though I can. You know, speak my mind as well. I don't want to talk all the time. I want to listen. That's why I got two kids. That's right. That's well, we right. all students, brother. We all students, brother. Do it. See, see, that's why I hey, teach. Queen? I can't keep it unless I give it away. That's right. Queen, do us a favor, too. Um, uh, reach out to us. Uh, are you on Facebook? And we can friend you? And we can uh, yes, contact. Definitely. I'm on Facebook at Sister Dr. Mayat. And that's Sister S-I-S-T-A. And Doctor Dot, my, not, I'm sorry, Doctor Hyphen, my yacht. But yeah, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, and uh, offline I can make sure I give you guys my telephone number. Well, you guys have it, right? You're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, you know, yeah. Y'all gonna have to get on the show, man. <laughs> get on the show and let the sisterhood yeah. rock out, man. It's important that we just not mm-hmm. all male, male, male. Cause see, now we we starting to understand what what is needed. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, whenever the great black civilization got weak, yo, it was the sisterhood that rose up. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing that day now where you got the sister warrior scholars coming into effect, where they're not spooked out. They're not on candle magic. You know what I'm saying? They're not trying to make shit happen. <laughs> <laughs> Feel me? <laughs> I mean, it, it, uh, from a historical standpoint, man, our sisters always had our backs. That's why mm-hmm. I put them on a the pedestal. They always had our backs. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah, that's right. Oh, so, yeah, man. So you know what? It's, it's an integral part of what we do. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, mm-hmm. hey, it's important. Oh, yeah, hit me okay. with that next question. Oh, I'm okay. sorry, um, man. I was kind of, I got wrapped up. I was looking uh, up Sister Dr. Mayotte. <laughs> 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 
I got someone. And, and, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, Sean. Before you before you do that, um, we we are going to take another caller after this question. Um, okay. just to let y'all know, I want to make sure that that some of our callers get to ask the question too. And that commercial, that that cartoon is nice looking too, by the way. Oh, what? thank you. I appreciate just that. Yeah, definitely. It ain't the, it ain't the, 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 the can't afford cartoon where like, shit be moving real slow. No, that's real. Thanks, Kevin. I want to ask, uh, you know, what, what prompted you, you know, when you decided to go on your scholarship, what prompted you to research? Because this is a question that somebody asked me the other day. The second one, but the first one is, what prompted you to research comedic history? And the second one is, what will people benefit from subscribing to comedic history? Um, let's get this straight, right? It's not comedic history. Uh, Kemet is just one small culture at the end of the Nile River, which is the longest river in the world, 4,100 miles. Um, I'm a student of Kemet, right? But I really mm-hmm. deal with Stone Age African cultures. I will will be presenting at the um, Warrior Conference, Kemetic Warrior Conference, Stone Age African cultures that predate Kemet mm-hmm. and later on gave oh. rise to Kemet. So it's important to understand the different pieces in the Sahara, uh, South Africa, West Africa that culminated based off of weather changing, right, in search of water, we find people ending up at the Nile. But by no means should we ever be stuck in Kemet. It's just one great African civilization. It's our last walk in the sun, so they say. Mm. Waiting for another great culture to to rise. And I'm saying (laughs) it really has risen. But racism, white supremacy would never tell you. And it's the great African-American clan that has arisen in the world. We, we we bought great music, great architecture, buildings. I mean, look at all the inventions we gave the world. Let's keep it real. <laughs> We're a great culture, but they don't tell you. They only show you the hood. They don't talk about the millionaire Gaskin. They don't talk about him. You know what I'm saying? First black owner insurance company, Gaskin Construction. They don't talk about that. They don't. They, they don't. They talk about the shit when you. They talk about after they went through slavery, you know what I'm saying, and end up on the corner sniffing her around. But they don't talk about, you know what I mean, the things you did before that. So we're right. still a great civilization. We got to start recognizing that, man. Yeah, and I, so agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Africa is what I teach, not just Kemet. Man, we got a lot of culture to study, man. And we'll take, and this is the beautiful thing about African culture and being an African. Because if you are religious, a Christian, you can't change that shit. Jesus Christ died for your sins. Jesus Christ died for your sins. Jesus Christ died for your sins. You can't change it. If you change it, you ain't a Christian no more. But African culture is made to be changed and to be altered and to be fixed. It's scientific. It grows. And so it's 2015, so we will develop a culture that will put the force field around us, that will protect us from our enemies. 
See, the That's why we study Africa because we can take the best parts. And the parts we don't yeah. like, we can throw it away. And the parts that aren't applicable for today, we do not have to use them. That's why I study and I suggest we study the all of Africa. Because yeah, Seti, I remember I was listening to a, 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 a thing the other day with Seti, and he was talking about how, you know, people always say, why do we go to Kimmich? And this is, I kind of said the same thing he said to the person I was talking with. He said, why, why do we, why, why do people always ask, why do we always go to Kemet? Because you got to, sometimes you got to bring them to the big stones in order to bring them back down and now to the small stones. So I'm real excited to what you, you know, what you're going to bring to the war conference, being that you're going to, like you said, you're going to go to the stone age of it. I'm real, uh, I'm looking real forward to this one. And I'm in New York, so I'm going to try to make my way over there. Yeah, you got to take that day way. off. You gotta make it wait. Yeah, do that. And you know, men yeah. go back and forth. He loves Egypt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love South Africa. I mean, but that's the same thing John Henry Carr and Dr. Ben did. They fought mm-hmm. over dynasty was the best. You know what I'm saying? I love South Africa and the tropical weather and shit. You know what I'm saying? So as I make my trek to Africa, I'm going to South Africa. Uh-huh. I'm going to archaeological dig, right? And deal with the first symbolic thought. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to deal with the seed people that gave birth to the African-American, that gave birth to the Egyptians, that gave birth to the Indians. And I'm going to talk about that at the World Conference. So it's going to be a real powerful conference, man. I'm just, okay. you know, I'm waiting to see what Polite bring. He's going to bring, you know how Polite he, he brings yeah. it and make you scratch your head. You're like, God damn. Fuck that guy right. to do that like that. And you know what <laughs> You know what I mean? You're like, damn, right. that nigga fucking, the words he using, get out your dictionary. Nigga, super smart. And then said mm-hmm. in general, he going to be coming whooping. He going to be coming mm-hmm. shit. He going to have yeah, man. knock down a goddamn brick wall. You know what I'm saying? Man, and then Infadiza, the elder, leading the way. Woo! You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then in Gozi, that nigga come with the sign shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, I'll The sisterhood blessing this chick. Ned and Ned, this shit going to be, man, it's going to be off the chain. Man, I, I, I totally love, man. I totally uh, agree uh, with you, man. You like, right hold on. Hold let, on. let me ask you this right quick, uh, brother. Uh, how did you choose the members of the Amin Ra squad? Man, man, man. Let's deal with that for a minute. I dealt with the best minds of our time. That that's the point blank thing. Mm. That I realized that the culture had been pseudo-lied. Niggas was on some pseudo-ship. They was really teaching the new age shit that you can find in Barnes and Nobles and all those books, right? And I've been banging Africa at least nine years on blog talk. Y'all can look that shit up, 2000 and what, eight, seven, right? I was, uh, you know, uh-huh. I had one of the first blog talk shows. Y'all can go check out uh, a Liberation Union, man. He's on there banging. Right? Then I was on the Lucky Love and Unk show. Banging, you know, Conga by Religion. Before religion. The Order of my Yacht. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm Raw Squad. And and man, it got so hectic, me fighting by my damn self, man. I said, you know what, man? When I take everybody to this next phase, right? Of real black mm-hmm. atheism, I'ma need a squad. I'ma need a team of, of brothers and sisters that's the best they got. Right? And, and, you know, to be honest with you, man, 
I, I've always been a person that could pick a good team. But the funny part about it is, man, you would have to come in and defeat me and give me the hardest fight of my life, right, to get on the squad. So you had to fight your way on the squad. <laughs> right? Make more y'all, y'all got sense the tapes? <laughs> to join them, you know what I'm saying, and fight them. You better, better off being friends than folks. <laughs> and so if you took your time, you could actually see how each member fought they way on the squad, battling brother Unk. But the key element is you got to love Africa. That has to be the key. That you would live for Africa, not die for Africa. Niggas always tell me they want to die for something. No, you would want mm-hmm. to live for Africa to see the next generation live for Africa. And so the squad was formed, man. And so we got linguists, you know, and then, I, I, look, let me just skip to the best part. I'll never forget it, man. This little woman... You know what I'm saying? Contacting me. I'm coming down the line. I said, okay. And I want to get it in with the Hebrew Israelite. I said, okay, let me help you. So I'm talking about Dr. Miyah. And we talking, right? And I said, are you a doctor? He's like, what? What? And we building, right? And I'm thinking uh-huh. I'm giving her, I'm thinking I'm giving her information, right? And we got into the debate. She had a masterful presentation, you know what I'm saying, with the primaries, with the, just the information that was spotless and flawless, right? And she gave the pre- if the first round kicked off. So she used a little of the things I gave her, and it didn't kind of go right because the Hebrew was kind of, you know, he was on fire in the first round. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And I was a little nervous. Not her. Get this straight. I'm sitting down in the corner a little nervous. She looked at me, pushed my hand out the way. Get out the way, nigga. I got this. And she, <laughs> I promise you, this is a true story. This is a true story. Uh-huh. And she commenced to give one of the greatest presentations I'd ever seen in my life. To beat the, she had people, she had Hebrews cheering her. Uh. She was on wow. fire. She be, by the time she finished the Hebrew, he looked like a Baptist preacher. Beat down. That's cold, bro. It was crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, um, so that, that you know debate what? was one of the greatest debates I'd ever seen. This, I promise you that. So it was no way to deny her that. Warrior scholarship. Mm. So, I mean, and, and so we can go down, every, we can go with Brother Assad, right? We fought all the time, back and forth. You know, he a linguist. Now, he'll get you, because he a linguist, first-hand researcher. And you had to be sharp to deal with Assad. He'd be like, nope, that ain't it, because of this, 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 that, that, that. Author of about five books, Serious Mind. Then you got Sendetti. I'll never forget the day Sendetti got me on the radio, and I made the mistake to go into a Wallace's Burgess dictionary and messed around and tried to say that the word nigga was in there, and he got me. (laughs) 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 Nah, nah, that ain't it, Unc. This is what it is. Bam, bam, bam. And I know when to back the hell off. I know when you got my motherfucking ass. See, I ain't like a lot of niggas. To try to fight through the ass with. I'm like, no, he won't get yeah. me, nigga. I hate you. Okay. 
And he was prolific hey, uh, in the way he translated. Let me finish, though. Had no choice but let him on. Then you got the brother Ngozi. I had never seen, the only person that I ever seen come close to dealing with migrations of African people around the world, right, and understanding different tribal names, right, would have been Malachi York. And to see that young brother do that, I was amazed. You know what I'm saying? And not to mention, man, he understood science. He had a degree in science. And he just was serious. As a matter of fact, we was fighting, cussed each other out. Man. We become the best of friends. So I got Dr. Mayat. I got Asar Hotel. Right? Who else I got? We got Son Jetty. So let's talk about the Magi. So the Magi was a fan of me way back when. And when he was ready to come out, he came out with a furry that couldn't be denied. He battled everybody on the squad. It's <laughs> on video. You can see it. It's in writing, and nobody couldn't do shit with him. <laughs> they the type of people I love being surrounded by. You feel? Well, hold like, on. I ain't finished yet. Hold on. Where we at? Gotcha. That was Magi. Hold on. Hold on. So we had the Magi. That nigga beat niggas up. You could, what you going to do? He beat you up and kick down the door. It's okay. Ain't <laughs> shit you could do. Right? So you got Netta Nav from Baltimore. Y'all going to meet him. Mm-hmm. Serious little dude. Wrote some books, and he we, he was battling a saw in them. Ugh. And they had get him. He'd come back. They get, I mean, he handled his business. And I'm saying, if a nigga can handle a saw on a nigga's damn. Really? Couldn't deny him. And then you got Ujau. He writes the beginner's guide. <laughs> the beginner's guide to metanetics. And he's serious with the language. And nobody can fuck with him with the language. With the metanetics. Serious. And his character was his son. And we debated back and forth. Y'all can go listen to the archives. We, we, be- oh man, y'all go back and listen to the shows. We going back and forth. Serious. I'm going to check them out. Can't deny I'm it. check them out. And then you got, yeah. you got Ishmael Bay. Yeah. I know we, that is. We started together. And we just fought in the trenches because we was on a liberation unit, right? He just fought in the trenches with me. We was on, we was the first niggas in BPC. Most niggas don't even know it. It was Seti, right? Ismail Law, and me. And we were slaying them. So his pedigree was serious. So he the only one that had to fight his way on. We just fought together. So that's, you know, that's the squad. And let me not forget shooting that, the sister. Man, she chopping niggas' heads off like you wouldn't believe it was just crazy. Like, you just had to sit back and just watch her just chop niggas' heads off. Crazy, madness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like seriously, like, cuss you out. I felt sorry one day. His Islamic brother came on with his wife. Oh, man, he chopped them up. It was crazy. She chopped them up. It was just bananas. And so, you know, the squad was forged with fire, man. And it was forged with the love for Africa. And it was forged off of principles that were set 
forth by the wise old elders. That's why people can't get around us, because we keep it African, and we stay undefeated. And as long as you keep it African, you will be undefeated in what you do. And we prove positive that a group of individuals is stronger than single individuals. And that's why everybody got to respect us. No, you don't have to respect us. You just can't disrespect us. Uh, hey, brother. Uh, let me, I want to get well, you. Let me ask, you got another question, uh, AJ? Or was that Sean? I, I, yeah, I got one more. Um, if right. you had so we got a couple the name of. Okay, real quick. If you had the name of. Um, uh, uh, what do you call that? A uh, Mount Rushmore four master teachers that helped you, the 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 help mold you the most, or that you you do you go back and listen to the most. Uh 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 uh, a uh, Mount Rushmore four. Who who would you who would you put on there? My mother, my father first. Cause without them, I don't even get here to get the information. You know what I'm saying? For lack of a better word, they would be that force of nature. I ain't going to say God. They would be that force of nature, right, that brought me here. So I always start with them. But I would have to go with Dr. Ben, real black atheist. Then I would have to go with Chancellor Williams, John Henry Clark, John Jackson. That's a powerful, that's a powerful You know what I'm saying? John Jackson, atheist. He's a natural atheist, man. Look at the video. He's a natural atheist. He said the Egyptians were natural atheists. You feeling me? So that's my Mount Rushmore, and then we got to go with, and then we got to go to the next, and then we got to go with uh, contemporary, like, Professor James Smalls, man. Like, I had personal teachers from Professor James Smalls, man. He, He taught me how to deliver the message. He taught me how to get into a zone. Mm. He taught me how to study to show and prove. Then you got to go with Leonard Jeffrey, the wise old elder. You know what I'm saying? And the list is, and then, and then you got to go with remember Annie, Francis Quest Wellson, mm-hmm. you know, a Charles Finch. You know, the best book to me is Destruction of Black Civilization. That's the best book to me. I was going to ask you that, too. And then, and then you got to okay. read uh, 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 Dr. Ben's book, Black Man and Now and His Family. Most niggas don't read it. And then uh, Africa, the Mother of Western Civilization. Uh, most niggas don't read it. And then you got to read Civilization of Barbarism, uh, uh, Anthropomorphic, uh, Unofficial, Unauthentic. Uh, uh, what is it? Unauthentic Anthropology. That's by Shikanti Diaz. So Black Man and Now and His Family. Africa, the Mother of Weapon Civilization, a Dr. Ben's books, The Destruction of Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams, Great Issues in Race, from 4000 BCE to 2000. All right, that's my greatest book. Okay? And then you got to get Diop's work. When you did, when, when, when you on that, you in. And then and then we got the Amara Squad Study Manual. And all the books that that, that the squad wrote is off the I'm going to need that. I mean, seriously. I'm a- I'm going to need that. Yeah, yeah all that. Good. I mean, man. I mean, come Hope on, man. Like, we're not going to lose. Like, we got another 50 years. Like, the squad ain't going to never lose. I promise you this. Uh. I guarantee you <laughs> that the squad will never lose. The same way Dr. Ben never lost, the same way uh, uh, Chancellor Williams never lost, 
the same way uh, uh, John V. Coggenham never lost. You can't lose at Africa. Impossibility. Right. right. No force. Hold on. Hold on. No force on earth can defeat a unified African force. Any old force on earth can defeat a disorganized African force. Mm. Mm. That's deep right there. Hope y'all got y'all pins and y'all pads because he just laid he just laid out the the, the he just laid out the brother onk starter kit. So hope y'all got y'all pins and yeah. y'all pads. <laughs> right, because I I got like literally like two pages worth of stuff written down. And my my now hand, like, Valley the Constitution, best, so Anthony Broder. It's gonna take me a while. Yeah. Easy work. So we can go to the the, the, the easy work, man. You know, like uh, the sister tell you, man, uh, the, the Diaz work. He, he, you gotta keep the dictionary with you when you read his work. Yeah. Oh. Doctor Ben, um, he he write like he talk. Just want to let y'all know we got a uh, we got about about ten fifteen minutes left. Um, so definitely, before we even go any further and take another call, man, I I, I want to say how much we appreciate you coming on and sharing your time with us, man, and your wisdom. Definitely was eye opening, man, and, and uh, definitely learned some things tonight. Truly, truly appreciate that, bro. And we want to make sure that you uh, y'all check out the website myskinismysand.com. Check out the shoes, man. The goss. Uh Check out the Amin Ra Squad. Check out the uh, Armageddon War Conference in New York on the 13th of December. Um, I don't think I don't think I missed anything. Did I miss anything? Oh, check no. out All Black Mail-tech. Everything. Uh, Meltech. Yeah, definitely check that out. Matter of fact, not Mel- is it Mel- hey. It's Mel Trek. Yeah. All Black, All Black Everything. You can find us on Facebook. Just type in, in all caps, All Black Everything, and chop up game with the family, man. You feel me? The same way as my skin is my sin dot com. You can find it on Facebook as well, man. We we love chopping up game with melanated people and people that look just hey. like us. Man, you know, make sure y'all subscribe, man, to the Real Black Atheist channel on YouTube. Real Black Atheist oh, no, no. on YouTube, right? And then we got the Real Black Atheist Library. And then we got the Amara Squad. And we got the Black Vitamins. Mm. All right? Okay, important. Make sure you check out the group on Facebook, uh, Vibrational Matters. Check that out. Strong sister run that. Sister okay. Kim. Uh-huh. Make sure you check out the Amaral Squad study group. When y'all deal with those YouTube channels, man, whenever y'all look at the video, man, click on the commercial. When the commercial gotcha. come through, don't bop, just click on it. All right? That's the advertising. No doubt. We should no always doubt, do that. Yeah, always do that. Um, you ain't got to watch them. I do want to squeeze in another call or two. Yeah, get them calls in, man. All right, we're going to get the for right quick. Seven six two four. What's good, fam? Hotel. Seven six. Am I on? Yes, yes you sir. You're on. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I want. Hey, man. How can we forgive our brother Steve Copeland single-handedly impacted the boule? You know, not not that temporary stuff you hear about the boule related to entertainment. I mean. Steve Copley brought it to the local level. When you're trying to get a steady group or get something going in some of these institutions, and you be figuring when you meet a brother that he might 
be welcoming to the idea of starting a historical study group, an organizing committee group, and all of a sudden, you know what has nothing to do with so I shut you down when you start getting momentum going, how Coakley exposed the boule to single-handedly hinder the enrollment of those sororities, um, organizations that's on these campuses across the country. Well, now they're mm. talking about they got to do a massive inc- uh, recruiting program. You mm. know, um, See, now, I, I heard Jarelli really talk about the culture. Is that's one of, huh? that's, 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 uh, one of uh, Brother Ishmael Bader's on the Amaral Squad teacher. He's not forgotten. Dollar? Yeah. Now, what's you saying again? Okay. No, I was just saying, you were saying, how could you forget Steve Copeland? I'm saying he's not forgotten. That's one of the that's Ishmael Bay teachers. Oh, that's without a doubt. But well, when he was talking about the culture, you know, and I was looking at some of our assets, Sanford Williams got into it, a humanitarian attitude and welcoming all things that got a human shape and form to it, how he questioned it even himself, talking about that might be more of a liability than an asset, you know. Especially when we talk about a new culture and truly understanding who this beast, who this animal, this thing that got shape of a human, it might walk like a human and talk sometimes like a human, but it's not human. You know, and science proved that, you know, the Neanderthal man. But what I noticed in Chancellor Williams' book, hundreds, 800 years will go by, and there will be no resemblance of that skullduggery. And then genetic mode always manifests itself to show to be the beast that it is. And the reason why I bring that up is it's safe for us to have the humanitarian attitude in the position that we're in today. With the FEMA camps, the shrinking of the drinking water with military ships and hardware, surrounding that with the gold of the beast, um, that's one. You know, should we have that attitude in developing the new culture? Because we damn sure got it in our culture here in America. And you're right. We do, as a nation, we contribute tremendously to science, technology, and advancement of humanity. This group right here in America. But mm-hmm. with this day and age, I don't see that too much as an asset. You know, because that's what got us screwed up now. You know, we're so Can concerned about quick, all brother? people. Huh? Can I say something real fast, brother? Um, sure. I'd be remiss if I let you get away with an error you made. Right, and, and whenever I'm doing shows, man, I can't let certain errors go by. You kind of spoke of Neanderthal as if Neanderthal and white people was was the same thing, or like white people might have came from Neanderthal. And I'm saying that's not scientifically true, that Europeans are homo sapiens sapiens just like you and me. And this would have to be true if we agree that the African man and woman is the mother and fathers of humanity. And if this is true... Then, then the European, the Chinese, and everybody else would have to be our children. And they might be children that went astray or might be children that don't recognize us, but we can't lie. We got to just tell the truth. They just live different cultures. They're children that live different cultures, and we have allowed the children to run the world. So how would it be that if your children in your house ran the world? It would be confusion. So now we understand what's going on. But absolutely positively, yeah. white people are humans. They're mutants. That's exactly what science call them. They call them mutants. They're mutation. They're genetic mutation of the original Homo sapiens sapiens. I just wanted to clear that. Okay, okay. With that clear understanding, you know, mm-hmm. and the children running the world, building the camps, 
Um, <laughs> right now, we, you know what I'm saying? Hey, caller. <laughs> caller, I hate, I hate to cut you off, too. Caller, I hate to cut you off, uh-huh. too, man. But we got about five minutes left to go on the show, man. I want to just want to uh, make sure that you're aware of that and that we do have one more caller we want to get to. Okay, I'm going to let you get that. Is it safe for us to have that same attitude? It, it sounds like, you know, they're just going astray and we just need to correct them with our lives no, and our survival. Is on the right. Is on, we want, okay, we want to have an African attitude. We want to be I like, like Ramsey's and We want to be like the mafia. Yeah, I, I heard you mention we want to live for it. Now, I remember Khaled saying we want to kill for it, you know. Um, and that's one of the brothers I would put in that. Mount Rushmore. We on the blog talk federal police. You crazy as hell. <laughs> out of Detroit. Out of Detroit. I ain't killing nobody. I was in Detroit. The views, the views expressed by this caller right. does not represent <laughs> my skin is my skin. What I know. What I know. What I know. Talking that shit, hell no, nah. man. Shit, we got let them motherfuckers live, yo. Hey, The views expressed by this caller does not represent my skin. It's my sin. AJ Sean or Joe or brother. on the call, y'all. No disrespect, Kemet 
for um, Africa in general to hold on to that heritage? Is that your team's main mission, or or you guys have broader goals? And if you could, could you even you know tell us some of your future endeavors if you could, please? Say it again. The whole thing, brother. Sum it up. Well, no, I just want to know, like, you know, I know right now, like, y'all focus is mainly just on being, like, the library of, of teachers for the next generation for Africa. Is that y'all main mission, or do y'all have other endeavors, and what are they? You know, because you did the okay. shoe, you didn't just stop with the African knowledge, but you know, what's y'all main type thing and what y'all looking forward to doing? Yeah, make, hey, make sure y'all open up that sister line too, man. Can't never meet out of Amaral's squad member, yo. That's that's non-cipher. Seriously, you got to open up line, man. Y'all see where she at? Yeah, just open, bro. Yeah. yeah, he just opened me up. That's cool. I'm okay. coming on, both. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. Um, Well, <clears throat> well, we're not only the library. We're, we're the vanguard. You know, we're the vanguards of Africa. And you talk about economics, but if you do not place value on African culture, you won't know where and how to spend your money. And so it's the education that will cause people to spend their money in the right place at the right time. It is the educational process that will cause us to protect ourselves. It is the educational process that will allow us to identify who's good for us, who's bad for us. It is education of African culture that will allow us to move to the next millennium. It, it is what that allowed us to survive for 250,000 years before any mutation occurred that caused pale skin. So we had culture for 200,000 years without anybody helping us. And so we need to place value. So, so, so in dealing with economics, right, it's based off of what, the consumer values. And so if you don't value black business products, right, then you won't spend with it. And so we have a lack of value because we have a lack of culture. The culture teaches you what they value, what not the value, okay? And so this whole conversation was really about economics because I talked about the ants and how the ants are really economically sound. And we spoke of the cosmos. The cosmos is economically sound. Everything is used in nature. Nothing is lost. And so we say energy can't be created nor destroyed. And early on, a brother talked about God. Well, if you talk about never can be created or destroyed, then what are you really talking about? And so our plan is crystal clear. Keep the education. Keep the focus on economics. And so we, we do it through the animated lessons. We do it through commerce, right? We, we do it through uh, books. We hope to inspire a group of brothers and sisters that will have a whole array of products and not scared to promote Africa behind it. So that's our goal, brother. Hey, thank you. That's awesome. Because I really feel that way, you know, with the with the whole claiming that we're African. We are African descendants. We come from Africa. Like, you know, I, I don't know why people are avoiding just claiming Africa nowadays, but I appreciate you making that point, man. That was a, a solid point. So mm-hmm. thank you so much, and uh, salute to you, and keep up the good work, man. We need to see elders out here putting in that work, you know. If, if I could ask you one more question, mm-hmm. I would like to know, at what point in your career did you feel you could charge for your knowledge? in charge for what you were doing? 
last week. Niggas need to stop paying Hell no. Matter of fact, man, I got to go find me, man. Y'all go to go find me, man. Make a damn donation. Holler at the dollar. Throw a dollar in that motherfucker, man. You know what I'm saying? We bought, as a matter of fact, yo, we, listen, here's, here's a mistake we make, right? <clears throat> we say, man, why are you charging for information? Man, why you pay for information? Niggas pay for information all the time. You feel me? Like it's called support, and 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 it's it's it, this what Europeans do, right? They support they scholars, man. You, you know they give like uh uh they 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 let them come out and speak at commencement, and they pay them a million dollars, right? Or they have a lecture and they'll pay them. The colleges have the system tell you the colleges have funds where they pay you a hundred thousand, fifty thousand. You know, they pay for it because they know mm-hmm. the importance of information, man. We the only want to talk about, man, God damn, why are you charging me? Why do you do that? What yeah, that's, man? yeah, that's something that I touched on earlier. That's something that I touched on earlier. And you know what? I would make it even simpler to this. Um, Caucasian people basically support what they believe in. Now, yeah. and I'm going to give you a perfect example. Let's look at the GoFundMe page for Mike Brown compared to the GoFundMe page for Darren Wilson. He almost became a millionaire. Low-key, yeah. they support that. You dig what I'm saying? That's what they support yeah. because that's what they believe. They believe in exterminating us. You dig what I'm yeah. saying? But we always have to ask questions when it comes to each other, and that's a bad thing right there. Like, sometimes I feel like we have to blindly step out on the wing and just do it just because we look the same, just because we are the same. This is our people. And, and I got to the point where it's, I feel that way. And it, so it yeah, goes go to back go to what I said. Comedic War yeah. Conference, brother. Not cutting you off. Mm. It's called the Comedic War Conference. I was gonna help uh, support the squad uh, when we go to New York. You know, it's like four of us is going. All right, and um, the money will help. Uh, you know, just take care of some of the burden. You know, what I'm saying of going up to New York. A brother saw that he can't afford to pay for the whole damn squad. He got uh, four other presenters there. And so your donation will help. If it's just a dollar, yo, that's beautiful. I mean, you got to look at, um, uh, man, the brother, uh, man, I cannot believe, I can't, I cannot miss this name right here, man. Marcus Garvey. Okay, man, they, they, they put together pennies and quarters, man. All right? But it's the value of everybody supporting everybody. And so if you can spend a dollar at McDonald's, you sure as hell put a dollar in the GoFundMe on something you believe yep. in. It, it, and that's it's what it boils down to. What what do you really what? believe in? Are you ready to just criticize everything, or do you really believe in this? Are you that Europeanized as a black person that you want to question anything another black person do because that's what your oppressor taught you to do? Like, let's be serious about this for a second now. Yeah. We got like 8,000 people. We got 8,000 people in our group, and if the 8,000 people gave a dollar a month, yo, we have $8,000 right to go around and speak to the people. Freely, we can get free lectures. See, mm-hmm. see the value of each one helping each one. That's the mm-hmm. African way. That a dollar doesn't stress you, and if a dollar stress you out, then you need not to even be on the show listening. You need to be trying to figure that shit out. Uh-huh. The village. I mean, the I'm village. not even trying to be funny, and I'm not down on nobody. But you need to get your life fixed, because I've been in that situation when the shit was crucial for a dollar. Correct. Yep. So, you know, it's yeah. just about all of us uh, taking the burden. 
You, you feel me? So if we all give a dollar, we all give five dollars, and it's taking the burden off of each individual. It's the therapeutic value, the therapeutic value of each one helping each one. Like the cartoons, support the system. Okay, man. And she, she's coming out with lessons, call it too. too. She's got like nine. How many lessons you got, sis? She's showing. Repeat, can you repeat that. I'm sorry. How many, yeah, yeah, you, you fade out. How many, how many lessons do you plan on having with Mel Tracks? It's going to be eight lessons. Eight See? lessons. Yeah, right. we're, we're actually in the process of working on episode two now. That should be released by April, March or April of next year. See? So it'll be so eight animated lessons. With the next one, that, okay. With the next one, that shit, buy this one. Buy two of them <laughs> to give you Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming, and niggas know they're going to celebrate Christmas. Don't say that we, yeah, we, we, had, we had that conversation. We had that conversation. Right. I sure am. I don't care what nobody says. Your mother and them going to cuss you out. You better be over there. All right? I will be there. So, buy, buy, <laughs> buy black. Got the shoes. Got the cartoons. Got the sweat hoods. Nice sweat hoods. I promise you this. Slick sweat hoods. Got the real black atheist sweat hoods. And it ain't screaming real black atheist. It's just a symbol. And those who know, know. I'm a raw squad, pseudo shirts, and sweat hoods. Those who don't know, these are gifts you can give the people. But we got Why are you at it? So my skin is my sin uh, hoodies, too. Yeah, and shirts as well. As well. <laughs> shirts is dope. I'm going to post a picture of me with, with my shirt on, for real. Very dope. Very dope. But I do want to salute uh, Brother Sharif for calling up, man. Appreciate that, man. If you're still on, I'm not sure. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, peace to you. Uh, thank you. No doubt, no, no, man. Bro. Salute to you, man. Good question. Black too. African power. And that, that's about it for us, man. That's the end of our show, man. Definitely, man. Got it. I got pages full of notes. I'm mm. up in here sweating. <laughs> 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 now, nah, this is a good show. I'm going to have to shout your show out on my show, man. Y'all can catch my show on Sunday night at 10.30, man. Call the number 347-857-2055. You know, I'm a raw squad. Y'all can check down on Sundays, man. I'm going sure to make sure I shout y'all out, man. Because this, this, this was a pleasant surprise, man. That, that, that some That y'all was y'all educated on subject matter, man. You know, I didn't know if it was going to be a hostile environment. As a matter of fact, I thrive in a hostile environment. <laughs> I mean, of course. I mean, we from we from the same city, man. So you already know. I mean, we like, can this is normal. We can have you call back up and we can talk shit if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I tell you, God damn. Mm. I mean, but but you know what though? Honestly, I really I really do want to. I mean, me personally, but as far as the show as well, I do want to get information where so I can link up with not only just you but the sister as well because. Whenever y'all have anything in the city, I can attend or be there. You feel what I'm saying? I don't gonna need, need to be there. You're gonna need you yeah, to be I, there, bro. I don't need. I don't need to be a voice. I, I, I'm just. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a very good listener. <laughs> uh, some of my co-hosts won't agree with that, but <laughs> but I am. You dig I'm gonna have to cut like, you off right quick. <laughs> <that's crazy. laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Let me interject. Let me interject. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but no, nah, man, I really do like reaching out to people because this like this is serious to me. You 
feel what I'm saying? This is not a game of facade, fad, or anything under the sun that you would think that it's not for play play. Mm-mm. Just to put it in layman's terms. This thing is real. Mm-mm. This is a this is a lifestyle that I'm trying to interject in my life. Mm-hmm. So definitely if it's if it's a way that I can link up with y'all or connect with y'all online, offline. Yeah. I got I got the sisters now. I got the queen's number, man. Yeah, she's right there, man. And I'm ready yeah, to link right up whenever you, you brothers whenever you brothers are ready. I'm ready to link up. I'm ready to link up. No doubt. And if your cartoon is leading the music or anything, let me know. You said if what, brother? If your cartoon was needing any music or anything, let me know. Okay, no doubt. No yeah. doubt, no doubt. You know, I know some people that, that make some nice, nice soundtrack type beats and stuff. That, uh, I know a guy. Uh, I think we all know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, but, the beats uh, were, um, some of the beats I got made from uh, MK Productions, but other beats, have you ever heard of J-Funk? In Baltimore, I have not. he's a producer. Yeah, he's I a local. Um, yeah, yep. J Funk made the. Um, he actually made the the theme song, the music for the Meltrek theme song. And have you ever heard of J D Polo? J D Polo. J D Polo. She's a local female it, artist. She did the. Um, she did the the rap for the theme song. So J Funk did the beat, and J D Polo did the um, the Meltrek theme song. So we're actually utilizing, you know, Baltimore artists and putting Baltimore on the map for Meltrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pass oh, them so, on. So you know another no brother love, that huh? makes beats, pass them on. Yeah, pass them, pass them, pass them on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, it's not yeah, only we, Baltimore. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, sister. Baltimore sister, let me, let, let me say this real quick. Hold on, sister. Uh, the other nah. week when they, had, when they had all the Detroit people calling up, they jumped me. We're going to jump uh, jobs now. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, it's Baltimore. Yeah. It's Baltimore. It wouldn't be the first time, bro. I'm still going to get up. <laughs> of course, of course. You feel what I'm saying? Of course, bro. He run the boards. He runs the boards. Right. You know, I feel, I feel I'm just waiting. mute coming on. I was, I was just about to say I was waiting for the muted. I was waiting for that. <laughs> hey, man, we got we to gotta, we gotta let Brother Aunt go, man. I know he got things to do, man. But, uh, yeah, y'all. I do appreciate it. Definitely uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate I'm, y'all, man. I'm, I appreciate this being home court, man. Appreciate, you know, the brothers from Detroit, you know, and, and the brothers from Baltimore, man. Y'all, y'all understand the struggle in Baltimore, man. There's a lot of ignorance, man. Um, and they need us, you know. They Correct. need us, sister. They need, you know, they need those who stand strong and stand on Africa, you know, as opposed to dealing with uh, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. You know, they need us to know why we do that. You know, that's important to be able to explain this to them and how understanding the culture will transform their lives. I mean, this is important to understand the do's and the don'ts. You know what I'm saying? What to do uh-huh. and not to do. You know, and that's what culture teaches you. And so we understand why we do what we do. We understand why they uh-huh. do what they do because they don't understand the need, right, for for understanding the root of African culture. And I just wanted to kind of close with that. You know, I appreciate brothers and sisters. You know, uh, you know, I'm a raw squad up. You know, real black atheism I'm a raw squad is up. on the ride. Definitely. Salute to y'all. Black African power.
Where the damn thing music at, man? Y'all messed it up. <laughs> no, Sean's supposed I mean, to do his I, thing, man. I, 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 yeah, he sleep. What, what, what you doing, Sean? I mean, he he over there with like ten, I'm over ten compositions, right? Right. Yeah, I'm he got like ten composition right books. Right I'm about to say he got like ten me. composition books in his lap. Let me do my best, Sean, right quick. We, uh, we, we love uh, your family. I, I want to thank. Uh, 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 see, I was giving yeah. my Sean impression. Go ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 listen, we love your family for tuning in. I hope y'all enjoyed it as much as I do. Um, I listened to the. I, I watched the brother Unc every once in a while, and I was glad to have him here. I was actually. Uh, excited to to listen to him and what he dropped on us was real powerful tonight. That uh, we need to get our mind back, our conscious mind, and address that our mental isn't. It's been infected, and we need to get it back and get back to our African roots. So I hope y'all took down all the notes and y'all share the show. We love y'all and tune in. Crying, definitely okay. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's the struggle tears. The struggle tears. You feel what I'm saying? Like, he's a real you, one, but he's fighting it's the back. It's been a dope show, though, man. It's I'm glad that show. y'all here, everybody. I love y'all. <laughs> I, they don't, hey, I, they I, don't I type of tears. Lot, <laughs> no, no just let me get, let, let's wrap it up, man. Just messing with you, dog. Salute. Uh, AJ, Sean, as usual. I'll holler, y'all. Peace out. Peace.